You are listening to Love and Kobo, a podcast about life, love, and money. I am your host, Zakora. So you all can thank my husband for today's episode. The way that it came about was that he and I were talking about financial habits, and I was telling him that I often shy away from sharing mine because I feel that they're not common sense, but I feel that they're not special. He disagreed and said he thought that a lot of the things that I do with money would be helpful for others to know. So here are a few of some of my money habits. Before I go on, I just want to add a disclaimer. Although I'm a certified public accountant, I'm not your certified public accountant. Neither am I your financial advisor. So these are just my own habits and tips that I'm sharing as a human, not in the capacity as a paid CPA or financial advisor of any kind. So use what you want, ignore what you want, and I'll leave it at that. The first thing that I do when I'm using credit cards is to make sure that what I put on a credit card is something that I can pay off with my bank account. So for example, if I want to make a purchase that's $50 on my credit card, I won't make that purchase unless I know I have $50 in my bank account. So pretty much what I'm doing is that I'm using my credit card as a means to just make sure that I have an active credit history as opposed to using it because I don't have money. So what I'll do is that if, say if I go to Nordstrom to make a purchase, if I'm using my own credit card, then as soon as I get home, I'll go on to Chase or Bank of America or whatever website and pay that credit card off immediately. Or if I'm using a store card, I will either pay the card off in the store as soon as I make the purchase or on that store's website. So that way I'm making sure that not only am I using funds that are that I already have, but that I'm also paying it off immediately so that by the time my credit card statement comes, it has a zero balance. The second thing that I do is use PayPal credit to avoid the cost of installment payments or to give myself time to pay something back at 0% interest. So I've done this for flights, for cruises, and also for my car insurance. So for my car insurance, the premium renews every six months. And when I pay the premium, I have the option of either paying the premium in full or I can spread it out over the six months. If I choose the option to spread it out over the six months, they increase the premium. So say if my premium is $500, if I choose that six month payment option, it'll be 575 instead of 500. Because I value my cash flow and I'd rather pay 500 over six months instead of paying 500 all at one time, I will pay my insurance premium using PayPal credit and then avoid the installment payment charge, that extra 75 that way, because PayPal credit allows you to pay back at 0% interest any, any purchase that's over $99. So if you make a purchase that's $100, PayPal credit gives you six months to pay that back with no interest. So that's what I do with my car insurance. Another thing that I do with my flights is that because I know I have six months to pay it back at 0% interest. So say there's a trip coming up and I don't necessarily have the money at that time, but I know that I will have it in time for the trip. Then I will make that payment for the flight, for the cruise on PayPal credit, knowing that I have six months to come up with the money and then pay it back to PayPal credit. So that way I can ensure that I won't miss out on steals and deals. And then I also have time to come up with the money. The third thing that I do is to check my annual credit report. And that's at www.annualcreditreport.com. I know that that is the website that the IRS gives and that one I trust because I know that there are a lot of different credit report 
sites that have come up. I don't trust them. I trust the one that the IRS recommends. So I'll go, I'll go on that once a year and just check my credit report and make sure that all of the items there are debts that I'm familiar with and that I agree with just to make sure that there's no fraud. Another thing that I would also do is I would use that same time to to get my credit score also because the credit report is just the listing of all your debts and the balances. That doesn't tell you anything about the score. So once you use annualcreditreport.com, they also give you an option after you have obtained your report to obtain your score for pretty much like usually $6 or $7. So I do both at the same time. I know that there are credit score apps such as Credit Karma and Credit Sesame and things like that where you can have the ongoing credit monitoring and even a lot of the banks do that now also. So that's another great way to have an idea of your credit score on an ongoing basis. But I definitely make sure that I check my credit report once a year because you want to make sure that you know what's in your file and that you agree with it so that if you have to make any disputes, you can do that and that you're not being surprised when you want to apply for a mortgage or a loan or anything like that. And then you also get your credit score at a lower cost. The fourth thing that I do is use my credit card to pay for hotels, for, to pay for dinners, online shopping, and most transactions other than things like the grocery store or gas. The reason why I started doing this was there was one night that I went out to dinner with about five friends and I want to say that the bill came up to about $300. Now we all gave them our cards. We gave the waiter our cards to him to split the meal. He ended up putting everything on my card and then for whatever reason he said he couldn't reverse it and that I had to wait for it to go through and it was this whole convoluted thing. So the people at the table gave me cash because everything went on my credit card and he couldn't undo it. But I think I had like $60 in my account at that time. So I overdrafted. So yeah, they gave me the cash, but that didn't stop the overdraft that occurred because I didn't have cash at the time that my card was swiped. So ever since that moment, I said, I'm not using my debit card for any of these purchases again. I'm just going to use my credit card and then do what I said in tip number one, which is to pay it off as soon as I get home. So ever since that instance, I have always used my credit card when it comes to restaurants, when it comes to hotels, because hotels also will charge. Um, I can't think of the name right now, but when you check into the hotel, they'll they'll put like a $250 charge on the card that I know gets removed after you check out like a few days later. And even the first time that I booked a hotel, it was the same thing. I didn't have enough money in my account because I had never booked a hotel before to even know to expect that charge. And I overdrafted also. So I make sure that I put it on my card. And then for online shopping, this helped me a lot during COVID times because I'm not going into stores. And with a lot of these stores, I don't know necessarily what my clothing size is. So if I saw a pair of jeans, I might want to get it in two sizes so I can decide which size fits me. Or maybe if there's a coat, I might want it in two sizes. So just to so that I can check which my actual size is. So I'll order both, put it on my credit card, knowing that I'm going to return one of them or both of them if none of them fit. And that way I'm not charging all of that on my debit card and affecting my actual cash flow. I also use my card for monthly subscriptions. So say if it's Netflix or a gym or things like that, the reason why I do that is because if I want to cancel the subscription and they do some funny business, which is what happened to me when I had to cancel a gym membership, 
I can always just cancel that card and they don't have my actual bank information. So I'm not giving them a routing number or anything like that. And I guess technically you can use that same tactic with your regular bank account. If you want to, you can always cancel the card because once you cancel the card, they give you a card with a new number. So that way, if you're ever in a situation where you need to cancel a subscription and somebody doesn't want to cancel it, then you just cut that card. Well, not cut the card, you cancel the card and that way they, they can go ahead and try to charge if they want to, but they're not going to get any money. So I use that all the time. Hey guys, I'm just popping in to make a quick correction. When I say cancel the credit card, what I mean is requesting a new card. So that means reporting your card is stolen and requesting a new one. That's when they give you a new card with a new number. All right, as we were saying. The last thing that I do is set a timeline to pay debt off. And now this timeline is for the instances when I can't pay something in full because yes, as I said in number one, my goal is to pay everything so that I have a zero balance every month, but there are times when that can't be done for one reason or another. So in the event that I am carrying a balance, I make sure that I have a timeline to pay the debt off. So instead of just saying the vague recommendation that people say, which is, oh, just pay more than the minimum, which means what? Say your minimum is $25 and you have a $2,000 debt and you pay $27 a month instead of 25. Well, you've paid more than the minimum, right? But you're still gonna take a long time to pay off your debt. What I do is that if I have a balance, so say if it's $2,000, I give myself my own timeline. So I will say something like, okay, there's $2,000 on my credit card, it's January, I want that credit card paid off by May. So that gives me five months. What is 2,000 divided by five? That's how much money I have to pay each month to have that paid off by May. And if that amount is too high, then I will extend it further. So say I'm like, okay, the amount that I will need to pay each month to have it paid off by May is too much. Maybe I'll pay it off by August instead. And then, okay, that's a, that's a more doable balance. And then I'll do it like that. So that way I not only have my timeline by when I wanna pay the debt off, but I also have the monthly amount. So instead of just giving the vague pay more than a minimum. This is my suggestion of how you can implement the advice of paying more than the minimum. So those are five quick tips that I use in my financial life on a monthly basis that have really helped me and they're useful for me. If they are some tips that you have never heard of, that's awesome and I'm, that makes me very glad that I shared it. Feel free to share this episode with anyone that you think could use these tips. As always, if you have any questions or podcast ideas, please send an email to, to loveandkobo at gmail.com. That's L-O-V-E and K-O-B-O at gmail.com. See you in the next episode, guys. Later.